0: Were you one of the almost 10 million people caught up in the Medibank hack last year? Or perhaps you had your data breached in the Optus data breach or the Latitude financial hack. There's really just so many of these hacks these days, it's hard to keep up. If you were, I'd love to know how it's affected you. You you could text me now, 0418 226576. I know a lot of people, friends of mine, uh, who were uh, involved in one of those hacks uh, really had to go and get all new ID and passports Uh, really the only benefit they were given was extra data uh, to use on their phone in the case of the Optus one. If you were targeted, you might be interested to know the federal government has hit back, or so it claims. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says Russian hacker Alexander Ermakov was responsible for the hack and the ransom demands that followed. And for the first time, the government has announced special sanctions, including a travel ban, preventing him coming to Australia, as well as targeted financial sanctions. This will mean it is a criminal offence punishable with up to 10 years imprisonment to provide assets to Ermakov or to use or deal with his assets, including through cryptocurrency wallets or ransomware payments. So, will these sanctions actually make us safer against further attacks? Professor Vijay Varad Harajan is a global innovation chair uh, in cybersecurity at the University of Newcastle. Professor, how much damage do these attacks and hacks do to individuals uh, and also companies, really, because their reputation certainly is at stake?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Good to be with you, uh, Andy. Yes, these attacks are, uh, in fact, uh, increasing dramatically all all over the world, and uh, they do affect individuals' lives and livelihoods and as well as corporations, because the reputation of the corporation is damaged. As far as the individual is concerned, it may be, you know, his, his or her life is actually affected because he, he has to go and change all his credentials, but also he may, he or she may lose a lot of money or transaction time, effort. So it, it causes a lot of not only inconvenience, but actual damage, both in terms of financially as well as reputation wise. So it is, it is, uh, it's a growing concern and cyber attacks have been growing, you know, considerably over the last decade or so, given the developments in technology and given the use of technology. You know, uh, nowadays the mantra I would say is to how to survive well in the world because there will always be attacks. We need to protect ourselves as much as possible. That's the way. So
0: speaking of protections really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time these cybersecurity laws have been used to sanction an international hacker since they were introduced in 2021. Will they actually have any impact on, on this individual, this Russian hacker, Alexander ermakov
1: Yes, you're right. This is the first time it has been used in Australia and after 2021 when it was introduced. Um, in terms of impact, um, uh, well, I think uh, it is it's targeted at individuals, as you say, and it, it will have, in my view, limited impact, but it will have some impact. But I think the impact is not necessarily on the individual, which is significant. I believe what is the significance is it is sort of showing the world that uh, Australia means business. Australia has the capability to do this type of thing and. All also the willingness to go after people who have harmed Australian citizens. So I think that is where the significance is. It's a message, uh, giving a signal to the world. That's that's the, that's the significance, rather than particularly for the person concerned, because he or she may not be willing to come to Australia anyway, so the travel ban may not be that effective. In terms of financial transactions, yes, but uh, look, these people have work as part of groups and they have multiple aliases they work with anonymity they work under the dark web so you know and they work with cryptocurrencies sometimes which are difficult to trace so I think in terms of financial impact also I have some you know there it may be the you know it maybe it's not that much in the sense it may be limited well impact. if it is symbolic uh,
0: largely there is reports that an unnamed government source says that other ally countries of australia's are expected to slap similar sanctions on irmakov in a coming coming days. So there seems like there is a, a somewhat of a coordination or a lockstep amongst like-minded countries that were also affected by this individual.
1: Absolutely. That's, that is the signal to the world and therefore, and this sort of uh, expectation or a sort of informal agreement or, uh, you know, may, Carrying out similar sanctions against the same person, but if you look at the world, uh, you know, US was the first one to uh, have these types of cyber sanctions. I believe in the you know mid 2015, 2016. So there are about four, few, a few countries which have such sanctions, but there is not as of now. Um, there is not, as far as I know, there is not an international agreement. There are unilateral cyber sanctions coming from different states, and the US, UK, European Union, and Australia has 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 these. But as as you say, it is this uh, making them making it public will enable other agencies to act to take some actions against this person or the person, you know, the group involved with, you know, the person is involved with. Yes. Professor Vijay
0: Rajan is a Global Innovation Chair in Cybersecurity at the University of Newcastle. I'm curious if someone paid a ransom if they'd fall foul of these sanctions. I mean, uh, if Australians uh, paid a ransom, could they also be, be charged with a crime?
1: Well, as you know, in Australia, we are, they are developing a ra- framework for ransomware. And in principle, the advice is to inform the agencies of the situation when a ran- you are under a ransomware threat and not necessarily to pay ransomware. That is the general advice from the Australian uh, government. So I don't think at this stage, if you were, and th- there may be cer- certain circumstances where you may have to pay ransom and that, uh, that as, as far as i know that is not illegal as of now but uh, the australian recommend, government recommendation is to not to encourage ra- ransomware attacks and not to pay but if you have paid i don't think that fa- that falls foul of the law as of now but uh, there are uh, coordinated efforts happening in in the world i mean especially with few countries uh, like us uk australia canada where we are developing a international framework how to handle uh, you know how to deal with ransomware attacks yeah The question over
0: who exactly is responsible for data protection is a vexed one because it sort of changes, uh, has changed. I mean, you have the individual, you have the corporation, uh, and then you also have the government, so the sovereign government. At the moment, in your view, who should be pulling their weight more when it comes to protection for these kinds of attacks?
1: This is a very important question. Right. Look, what is happening in, in, the, what has been happening in the technology world? Forget for a moment cybersecurity in, in a moment, for a moment, even liability in technology. Often what happens in the technology world is individuals, the customers, the consumer bear most of the responsibility, right? In the technology world. There is, you know, if some software goes wrong, crashes, it's always the individual or the person using it, the SMEs or the industry using it who have to take actions. So the ball, bo- you know, the weight has been on this foot of consumers users individuals paying. What has been there has been a well there's been a paradigm shift at the moment happening in the world, especially in Australia. if you look at the cyber strategy paper that has been uh, uh, you know that's been uh, brought up by this government, they want to put the greater emphasis on on the corporate. On the manufacturers, on the vendors, to take responsibility. Therefore, it is not some individual making a mistake or you know clicking on a link, mm-hmm. uh, you know, causing a havoc. That should not be the you know that should not cause difficulty for citizens, other individuals. It is the corporate responsibility, the organization's responsibility. Therefore, you have hit on a very important point. So, what you what we need to do is we need to make sure organizations take. Uh, Responsibility for cyber responsibility with respect to their assets, their business, and the way they are doing their business. And they have to have risk management, Mm -hmm. security management, all those tools. Now, which all adds to the cost as well. Yeah, it does add to the cost, but it's a cost of doing business.
0: Indeed, indeed. We we will have to leave it there. Professor Vijay Varad Harajan is a global innovation chair in cybersecurity at the University of Newcastle. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon.
1: Thank you. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.